Big news, friends. Mega has a live show, which we will also live stream. It's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles Saturday, March 16th, and it's a 4 p.m. matinee. We're going to have a lot of amazing guests, so get your tickets now by heading to our website, megathepodcast.com. And if you're a Patreon member, you get a discount. So join us live or virtually on March 16th and get your tickets now. You know the unmistakable sound of opening your freezer door? That little kiss? Well, my freezer makes that kissing noise and I kiss it right back because it's filled with butcher box cuts that have made my life way more convenient. Delivered right to our doorstep, free shipping, always, and curated customized box plans. It saves me money and trips to the grocery store and I can meal plan for weeks at a time and I got leftovers to boot. Eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering mega listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. That's three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free, that's free, in every order for a whole year. That's a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Get a kiss from your freezer and your family and sign up today at butcherbox.com mega and use code mega to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. Hallie Labonte welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. Oh, what a treat and a treasure, my friends. I am so glad to have you joining us today. Well, it's time for me to get my co-host out here. You and I both know from the book of Judges that God sent his hero du jour, Ehud, to kill the overweight king Eglon. But when Ehud plunged his sword into Eglon's fat belly, the blade and the hilt disappeared inside the mass and the folds, and Ehud lost his sword forever. Well, your worries are going to disappear forever when my co-host plunges right into your heart. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. Hey, Holly, I love that story. Nice to see you. Uh, how you doing, my friend? I feel great. You know, um, I had a great weekend with my Climax kids. We did some service, and then we also just had an amazing worship, and and uh, just uh, it was such an amazing, positive community with those kids. But I wanted to say, Holly, I had a pretty cool night last night with my new friend, Clay Mason Bannerman. Oh, that's so cool. As I told you uh, a little while back, Clay Mason Bannerman, he is uh, the dad of one of my Climax kids. Clay Mason is such a cool guy. We sort of bonded after I had some issues with his son, and then um, he came over. We uh, share a lot of the same sort of fashion values. He also has a one-wheeled skateboard, which I think is really cool. So we've been hanging out a lot, and last night I went over to Sky Zone. Uh, do you know Sky Zone? Yeah, sure. Right. It's uh, For those who don't know, it's a place where you can jump on a trampoline and dunk a basketball. So cool. So I met him over at Sky Zone. We did a brief uh, devotion, and then we spent a couple of hours just really having a great time dunking some basketballs. And then, Hallie, something happened where he just said, hey, 
Gray, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, uh, sure, Clay, what's up? He said, Gray, I just want to tell you, as you know, uh, I got divorced a while back. And Aww. I said, I said, yeah, Clay Mason, that is disappointing to me, but I hope that it's all part of God's plan. And he goes, well, I just want to tell you why I got divorced. Hmm. And I said, uh, hey, brother, I'm here for you. He said, well, my wife came to me. We had been married for about 15 years, hmm. uh, got married right out of college. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they got married the senior year of college. That's they didn't perfect. finish. That's and he said, my wife came to me and said, I want an open marriage. Whoa. And I said, Clay, that sounds like a really positive thing because I think you always want to be very open. Communication with is key in marriage. Whoever you're with. That's right. And he goes, no, not open like that. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you, Allie? I think so. He just said, you know, basically what that means, Hallie, is that she wanted to be able to share their married experience. The marriage bed. The marriage bed with other people. Okay. And he said. This is so heartbreaking. Right. I know. It breaks the heart of God. Hallie, as soon as he said this, I started crying because I was just like, this has got to be so hard for you. Right. Well, sure. And then he said, yeah, because I said I didn't want to do that. He said he didn't want an open marriage. And she said, well, I, I'm sorry, but I thought it was already open. And I've been sleeping with guys for about two years now. So, uh, uh, what? yeah, it, it was pretty upsetting, Hallie. Like, um, oh. yeah, so for a few years... She had already been seeing other people, and he didn't know anything about it. And at this point, I was crying so hard, Hallie, that I just said, hey, I'm going to go dunk a few basketballs and see if I can just kind of clear my head. Work it out, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's those hard things when your friends come and they tell you these things that you've got. And I just prayed for him right there at Sky Zone, and they said, hey, guys, we're closing. And I said, well, just give me a second because this guy really told me some serious stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was intense, Hallie. So prayers for Clay Mason. You know what? God invented marriage for a reason. And I feel like when you love someone enough to want to police their sexuality for decades on end, that that is that is covenant. You know, that is Christ centered covenant. And I just, and my heart really breaks for him because I know it breaks the heart of God. And I know some people say marriage appeared way later and it's only about property and all that and. To them, I say, you know what? It is God-ordained. Marriage is God-ordained. Hallie, monogamy, if it's good for God, it's good for me. See. How was your weekend? Oh, well, we're in a series about miracles in the weekend services. Awesome. Isn't that so cool? And Steve just knocked it out of the park again this weekend, and he was just speaking very boldly about a little talked-about miracle from the Book of Numbers. It's the story of the prophet Balaam riding on his donkey, and his he's on a journey against God's will, so God sent an angel of death to kill him. The prophet, do you right. remember this one? Absolutely. From the Book of Numbers. So... I just, uh, to reiterate, it's so good. So here's uh, Balaam, and he's riding along on his donkey, and she suddenly turns off the road into a field. And so Balaam starts hitting the donkey, hitting her, hitting her to get back on the road. And so she starts pushing Balaam's leg up against a wall. And so he hits her again, and the donkey, again, he's trying to get her to move. And so finally, the donkey, she just laid down. You remember this from the Bible? So Balaam, he's so angry that his donkey was not cooperating that he struck her again. And then the Bible tells us what happened. Here, let me read it. It's from the book of Numbers 22. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, 
because you have made a fool of me and I wish I had a sword in my hand for then I would kill you. So apparently Balaam is so angry he didn't even notice that his donkey was talking. And we've all been there. You oh, know what I mean? Absolutely. When you're just incensed. If one of my corgis talked to me to this day, I tell you what, I'd pass out after filling my drawers. But anyway, the donkey says to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And Balaam said, no. So the donkey wins the argument, right? right? And then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. And it's funny he didn't see it originally because prophets are supposed to receive special visions from God. You know, they're supposed to be like Jedi Knights that like see all that stuff. So Balaam sees the angel with its sword drawn in its hand and he bowed down and he fell on his face and the angel of the Lord said, why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I've come to oppose you because your way is perverse before me. And then the, the donkey saw me and turned aside these three times. If she had not turned aside, surely I would have killed you and let her live. That's numbers 22, 31 to 33. And it's so hard not to imagine the donkey kind of talking with the Eddie Murphy voice. Because have you seen Shrek? It's so good. And, you know, every time I'm like, okay, it's a female donkey, I know. But it's I'm kind of thinking of Eddie Murphy as a lady. And I think it just got, it, got, it would have been so fun. You know, all things are possible with God. Maybe that donkey was talking in Eddie Murphy's voice way back then. Well, if you, if you wanted to get someone's attention, you definitely would. Because that movie is hilarious. Yeah. But it would have to be Eddie Murphy's voice talking through a donkey in another language. It probably would have been Hebrew, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Thinking about Eddie Murphy speaking in Hebrew through the mouth of a donkey, I just can't get enough. And I'll tell you what, it made me think about my corgis and my Frenchie differently and how next time they're not cooperating, they might just be trying to save me from an angel of death. Isn't that neat? Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 
we're definitely too blessed to be stressed, which means we should move on to too anointed to be disappointed, just like God spoke through a burning bush. Today, he's going to speak through a hunk of burning agape love. Please welcome Vic Natterod, everybody. Hey, what up, dudes? <laughs> hey, Vic. It's so nice to see you. You know, usually when we see you, you're running around on the stage. Yeah, it's just nice to, uh, I, I mean, you caught me. I got uh, a little bit of time to sit down. I haven't sat down in about... I don't know. Well, well, I can't even remember the last time. We'll I take a load that. off. You're in your stage blacks. Does everything you own, is it all black t-shirts and black jeans? Yeah. You just, you never know where you're going to be on call and you're going to, hey, listen, we need you, you know, to come down uh, to the deck and, uh, you know, rearrange some speakers, you know, get some XLRs all lined up, uh, you know, and sometimes it's, there's a, they're in the middle of a service. They're in the middle of a, you know, sort of uh, spreading the God's word. And I, you know, I don't ever want to uh, steal any focus, even though sometimes it is pivotal. Mm-hmm. That I, uh, you know, get these, uh, you know, get the board all lit up. And, you know, sometimes you got people up in the upper wings. They can't, they're right. there. They can see there's a guy, uh, you know, Steve's talking down there and everything, but they can't, uh, they can't hear well. Right. So just to give people an idea of what you do, you are the stage manager for the main auditorium. Yeah. And everything that happens on what you just called, did you just call it the deck? Yeah, the deck. It's, you know, it's basically the, uh, the main sort of platform. The main stage. Uh, yeah, if we, if you if you're looking down from any part of um, you know, sort of uh, the whole structure, and like you, if you're up in the catwalk, yeah, and if you see where there's not people, that's the deck. Okay, okay. Yeah, the rest is basically the audience. Okay, uh, so but you know, Steve will walk around in that sort of um, you know, it's that that area. Yeah. Um, and, and so you have to have it Steve ready, huh? I do. Yeah, I do. I have to have all the lights. I, people, there's a couple things. Uh, we call it. We call it. Uh, uh, I have, I'm in charge of the treat. Okay. Okay. And the treat, sta- it's an it's an acronym. Okay. It stands for um, talking. Yeah. Because you got to okay. hear him talk. Oh, okay. we got to hear God's word. Um, R, which stands for uh, really got to hear him talk. So you, oh, you can't just, you know, right. you can't kind of kind of get a gist of it. You really have to. That's right. E, exits. I got to make sure everything's clear in case he's got to get out of there. Okay. That's true. Also, if he wants, if he feels moved to go down and dip into sort of um, the zone, which is what I call, uh, you know, the, the the trenches, which is what I call the crowd. Mm-hmm. So you call uh, the crowd the zone, the zone and the trenches. The trenches. We, got, mm-hmm. we have a lot of different terms for it. You know, it's just when he gets into the fray, when he's right. down there in the muck, right. you know, People down there. People line up to talk to him after every service, don't they? Oh, yeah. They all want a piece of him. I, 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 I am a jack of many hats. Listen, I'm just saying I'm trying to protect him because a lot of these people, they want, they literally mm-hmm. want a piece of him. So we got T talking mm-hmm. on. Really, mm-hmm. uh, really hear him talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. E. Yeah. Exit. Exit. A. Atmosphere. atmosphere. The light that involves mm-hmm. the lighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we I went trelt for a while, and okay. it didn't really. That's not a word. Right. Acronyms need to be words. Mm-hmm. Right. That's you know. True. Uh, so atmosphere, and then T. T. What's, what's the last T? Uh, it's T. He okay. likes to have tea ready okay. at the end of every... He does, does it for his voice. Yeah, for his voice. Because yeah. he can, you know, that guy will talk. Yeah. I mean, he talks hours. He's got the gift of gab, doesn't he? Yeah, it's amazing. I've never heard him say the same thing twice either. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, or wear or wear the same uh, dockers twice, right? No, he's he's got a... You know, he donates all of his dockers when he's done so cool. to the... Um, I don't know. It's some country in uh, in, in Canada or province in that's Canada cool. or something. Oh, I don't know what so they're cool. called up there. That's so cool. So it's just amazing because anything, I would say you're the master of ceremonies mm-hmm. of all the technical aspects of what happens on the stage, yeah. on the deck, as you say. Yeah. And are there ever times when you really are feeling pressure because really this is the focus of everything we do at Twin Hills? 
Yeah, it's all pressure. I mean, this is not a job uh, if you are sort of faint hearted, you know, if you sort of, uh, you know, if you're somebody that's easily distracted, if you're not motivated, uh, if you have a family, um, these aren't things that you could, you know, get away with doing yeah. this job and you know oh I, you put in the hours huh it's it's i it's mean every my, time i'm here you're here yeah i <laughs> mean sometimes you get done and you're like i might as well sleep here because i have to be here so early again in the morning and do you and most of the time yeah i gave wow. up my place years ago oh, um wow. oh, really yeah so, so i'll just sleep down below the deck which is like this they have an orchestra pit down there there's a couple yeah. of tiffany's that i can kind of just crash out yeah. Under. Now, I wanted to bring this up and I don't mm. I don't mean to upset you if you're still feeling kind of emotionally fragile about this because right. I mean, you and I know each other. We see each other a lot over the course of the weekend services, yeah. weekend after weekend after weekend. Mm-hmm. And um a lot of Sundays. A lot of Sundays, 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 am I right? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I I feel like you're an unemotional guy in general, like most fellas. I feel like the emotions are more for the gals. You're a very straightforward, you kind of just, you shoot from the hip, you're there to do your job, and yeah. you're not a very emotional guy. Thank you. The only guy, the only time I've ever seen you uh-huh. be a little emotional was, this was a few years back, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry to bring it up, but when, oh, during know. that Easter service, when we were trying to, when that cross, that massive cross came down out of the rafters, and it was, and it went down flat. And Steve was walking across the cross that mm-hmm. connected us in our sin mm-hmm. with a perfectly heavenly Father. And Steve was walking across the cross, mm-hmm. and he fell into the orchestra pit. Mm-hmm. And his mic stayed on, and everyone mm-hmm. was terrified. Mm-hmm. And was he hurt? Was he okay? He ended mm-hmm. up. It was a sprained wrist or uh, carpal mm-hmm. tunnel or something that he ended. Yeah, up he got with. carpal tunnel. From from from, the fall. from catching from the his fall. fall, he fell from the main stage mm-hmm. into the orchestra pit yeah. because he had just done so many services. Wouldn't you say he'd done the Easter program so many times? I mean, but this guy's on a different level. Yeah, he is. I think that's what you have to understand. I mean, it's one of those things where you're just like, wait a minute, because he's talking about falling down and getting back up. That's right. Literally oh. talking about it, I mean, that's and then a, he falls down. That's incredible. And I felt compelled to help him at first, yeah. but then I was like, is this part of, is this part of, oh, right? That's why you didn't go down there. No, and a lot of people were like, you just got out your phone and started Instagramming the whole thing. And is that why he was screaming and no one helped him? Yeah, yeah. You it's thought exact, it was part of it. Yeah, I thought, I said, get back, get back, you sons of the devil, get back. Mm. This is all part of it. Right. And they're like, no, I think he's really hurt, Is you know, and listen, you know, I, I just didn't, I thought this might be, and I still, I, I don't really regret it. You know, but, I don't, I don't regret it. Yeah. Well, I, that's good. You got to let yourself off the hook. I, I, I grabbed some people kind of hard I, now that I look back on it, but I was so emotional. Yeah. I just thought this is why we do this to yeah. be around greatness, yeah. right. to sit there and watch a guy upside down in what seemed to be an oboe case. It, he fit perfectly in it, which I thought was part of the divine sort of like tipping. It was almost like you ever see when Okim Olajuwon will shoot like a three pointer. Okay. And then one of the short guys tip it in. Oh yeah. It felt like this. It felt like he had fell, he fell head over heels into the pit. Yeah. Into an oboe case, which is a small instrument. I think God kind of guided him in there. Yeah. That could have, that oboe case could have saved his life. I think it did save his life. But you, you never miss a day of work. I think you said the doctor said after that happened, you had a total nervous breakdown. Is that what it's called? Yeah. You had it's actually just... the, they, they don't know. They don't, you don't realize this. That's actually the medical term. Total nervous, nervous breakdown. breakdown. Yeah. And, so, and they write total huge. Uh, on your chart? Yeah, they go, it's just 
Really? Capital total. Total nervous, nervous breakdown. breakdown. And then they draw a little face and it's, they put crazy eyes on the face. Really? Yeah. Like those little sticker eyes where the eyeballs go around? Yeah, he had to go in a drawer and he pulled it out and he pulled these little googly eyes out and he put it. So when you had the total nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. did they like put you in a, like a, uh, an asylum? Where did you go? It was, uh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not big into like, I'm not big into medicine. Like if you get a headache, you don't take an Advil? Pray it away. Really? Really? Yeah. Does it work? Uh, it sometimes takes a couple of days, but yeah. Yeah. So you, you had this t- total nervous breakdown. Yeah. And then you, total. Right. And then you, I mean, they said they had never seen anybody like this. And it was just because Steve got hurt on your watch. Yeah, but I mean, I fought a lot of people back that were trying to help them. Right. But and, what were you saying? And were you just so, were you, were you just really, um, was it because you just put so much pressure on yourself in that that scenario? I mean, it's, it's, it's a combination of that. And it's a combination of that every day when I go into work, I specifically tell myself three things. Okay. Be prepared. Okay. Yep. Like okay. the Boy Scouts. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Be classy. Okay. Oh, that's good. Treat it. Treat people with class. That's good. And if Steve falls into the orchestra pit, don't don't just let him. You got to help him. So you had said that to yourself every day every when you day. came in, and then it happened for years. And I just froze. I don't know. I don't know <sighs> what it was. I don't know what it was. And I knew the rules. That's gotta, that's gotta be hard because you had told yourself these three things and then yeah. the third thing happens and you weren't able to act on the thing that you told yourself I, every I, single day. I don't know what, God, I don't know what was wrong with me. I just, it just, it, I, I, everything I knew, you know, it's like the story. There's gotta be a Bible story about this, I, you mm-hmm. know, about the guy who says, don't, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't ride that donkey. Uh-huh. And yeah. then he rides a donkey thing. Yeah. He's like, well, he doesn't mean this donkey. Mm-hmm. Right. You That's know? Right. That's right. It's now, just, it, I don't know. It's just like. <sighs> so when you were having the total nervous breakdown and where, where yeah. were you during that time? D- during the nervous where, where, breakdown? Where were you staying? So, sorry. Where were you staying? Oh, okay. A- after yeah. you had the nervous breakdown. So they do this uh, wood th- woods therapy. Okay. Oh, I yeah. love the woods. Yeah. They, they, uh, they kind of, uh, what do they call it? Um, bird, bird, they bird box you. Okay. Ooh. They totally bird box you. And that's like, they, uh, put a, uh, rag over your eyes. Like the Sandy Bullock movie. Yeah. Yeah. But not the bus one. The one where they, and oh, not, and not the, I like the one where she drives the bus over the ravine. Yeah. yeah. It's not that one. That's okay. a, that's the, it's that's, the that's a different therapy. It's the one where she's blindfolded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not the blind side, which is confusing because you would think that'd be the blind that th- one's so neat because she yeah. really ministers to a disenfranchised youth doesn't she she does but there's no blind not blind at all okay nope. so blind blind about movie? that huh. and so the other one's called bird box so the the doctor calls it they bird box you that's a yeah. that's a medical term yeah. it's a treatment of therapy uh therapy yes mm. it's a treatment it's a treatment it's a version it's a it's called a version of therapy Aversion. Aversion therapy? Aversion therapy. Okay. Yeah. So and it's they, a version of therapy. So I think it's medically not considered therapy or, you know, or approved or legal or anything, but it's, it is a version of it. It could be, it has qualities similar. Was it effective? 
Um, I mean, you came back to work. And I'm you're, back to work. And you're killing it. I'm doing well. We have not had another orchestra pit incident since then. Now, do you Except think? for those, like, that choir, but those kids were handsy. Right. The youth choir yeah. that came in from Cincinnati to sing. Yeah. yeah. And I taught, and it's just follow directions. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you got to follow directions. They're there for a reason. I put that glow tape there. I got arrows. I have a very, you know, I, those kids, they weren't listening. They were on their phone when I was explaining yeah. They're goofing where to off go. with each other. You were very clear. Very clear. But those kids are fine. <laughs> where was Jesus and God in this time when you're in the woods going through this version of a vision therapy? Mm-hmm. Did you have any experience there where you really heard clearly the voice of God? Oh, yeah. And it was when I, is when I felt most abandoned by him. Oh. It's got to be tough. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of these woods and I could tell they were woods because it was nothing but trees in every direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew. Yeah, but you're blindfolded. Was. Yeah, but I wiggled out of that. Oh, were you yeah. supposed to do that? They weren't clear on that. They didn't, you know, they didn't say, it was weird. I was in some sort of, um, what's that thing? It's not a van, but it's got one wheel and usually a guy lifts you up. A unicycle. Yeah, but it's got a like a bowl in it. Wheelbarrow. Oh. Oh. Wow. It's kind of like, a, it's like a unicycle for big people. So... Just, um, I'm just trying to get the picture here. So mm-hmm. they put you in a wheelbarrow and they took you to some woods right. with, with a blindfold. Keep in mind, this all happened real fast. And they did not tell you whether or not you could take off the blindfold, but you did. Now, I, it's, you know, so, so, I mean, the way this is, everything happens so fast. So Steve falls into the pit. Okay. I hold all these people back. A lot of these people were like, you ever see, I mean, they were saying things like, I think he's hurt. I, you know, uh, I'm, I, 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 no, I, 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 I need to get to him. Right. Uh, we're, me, we're, we're paramedics. Okay. We've been called. Right. I'm officer Donovan. Uh, you're, you're committing a crime right now by obstructing help. Right. Um, you're under arrest. Okay. Mm. Um, these you are know, all things that people are saying. It was you. all happening so fast. I okay. can't remember. You're standing on my neck. Get off of my neck, okay. you maniac! Aww. You know that's got to be tough. I, and I just that's was just hurtful. like, no, he's going somewhere with this. The yeah. whole time I thought you thought it was there was going to be this big reveal. It's a teaching metaphor. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't know he's that good. Okay, I didn't know it, you were doing the right thing, Vic. I really think you were. But it's all happening so fast. And then how did you get to the? the you're in a wheelbarrow. So they, you know, I, I I black out. I'm in the. You know, I'm in the uh, the the white room. With the total nervous breakdown sign and the googly eyes, and then, and and then I I, I realized what was happening. I go, well, "Where's Steve?" Okay. And, and then I said, "You didn't take him out of that orchestra pit, did you?" And he's like, "Sir, that was several days ago." And I tried to get out of there, and the guy comes in, he shoots me with the, one of those like noculizers or whatever. <gasps> okay. I wake up in this wheelbarrow blindfolded. He dark gunned you. I guess I did. It was there was a, another. There was a shorter, um, like a helper, a wow. nurse maybe. What do they call nurse ratchet? That's what that sounds wow. a lot like it. Because wow. she just she. I remember the sound. Okay. Wow. And I was out, <gasps> and then I uh, woke up in this wheelbarrow and uh, blindfolded. Okay. So it was just bits and pieces. And sounds stuff. like it was effective. 
Yeah, so bird box therapy, you would you would say worked for you? I mean, I I wiggle out of the 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 the, the blindfold, you know, and then I look around. I'm in the woods, and I go, I must be in the woods. Yeah, or some sort of forest. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Either and or. Either or, and then, and I just. And I just, I thought about everything that had happened and I wondered where Steve was. And that was, that was the first time I was like, what if, what if he was really hurt? Oh. What if he really fell into that thing and it wasn't, we didn't get in that oboe case on purpose. Were you at any moment, were you like, you know, there's a chance like Lion Witch in the wardrobe. I went mm-hmm. through the wardrobe and now I'm in this other land. Did you ever think maybe, you know, there was some like mystical stuff going on? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought in this world I could, I would have flight. Oh. So I rig, I wriggled out of the, out of the, the blindfold and then okay. I wriggled up this tree. Okay. Just, oh, just no. kind of wiggled my body up a bit and then got to uh, the first level of branch. And then I just, I fell down. I hit, I just, I didn't go anywhere. I fell flat on my face. And I was like, I feel like Steve must have felt. I'm getting the exact punishment. The therapy worked. I realized, and there was nobody there to help me. And I was like, this is, because, you know, it's an eye for an eye, you know? And then I got my eye. Then did you walk somewhere or? Well, my feet were bundled. They were bundled by uh, some sort of sticky uh, rope. Yeah, they do. Like a tape, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, probably made you think of the glow tape you had set up. Yeah. It reminds me of one of my favorite movies of all time, What About Bob? Yeah. Where Richard Dreyfus chains him up and straps all this dynamite to him and leaves him in the woods or forest. Yeah. And he was cured just like you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait. I'm not thinking of what about Bob, am I? Did you did you stumble out of the forest and and come upon a house that was exploding on a on a on an idyllic lake? God, yeah, I think maybe you, might you be were at home watching What About Bob. Maybe that maybe that was what about Bob was in the, in the hospital or something. I thought it happened to me that Bob didn't go up in a. Yeah, but you definitely fell out of a tree and then felt pain like the way that Steve felt. And I mean, I notice you're wearing two wrist guards now, like carpal tunnel wrist guards. Is that like empathic pain or did you really hurt your wrist? Oh, no, there's bones shooting out of this. It's pretty sharp. You got to keep those wrist guards on? Yeah, I think for a long time. You know, I'm, I don't know. I think it was real, but I mean, maybe I was thinking of what about Bob? Mm. But I think it really happened. Because I go there all the time. Yeah, I go there all the time. Could you be watching the movie? Do you have the movie at home that you could also be watching all the time? Oh, man. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do I think my life is... Have I blurred reality with... Oh, no. I'm sorry, but I... I feel another total breakdown. 
No, it's not total. Another total. It's not total. It's not total. It's not a total. It's not total. It's, 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 we, we, we kind of when is this a uh, partial? Pa- partial breakdown. I think I'm having a partial breakdown. Allie, go ahead and I'm write s- on a piece of paper. I'm, partial breakdown. Partial. Oh, no. This is partial. I think I'm having a partial breakdown. It's gonna be fine. No, I I remember when God abandoned. I remember when I was in the woods and God abandoned me. He abandoned me because I was trying to learn how to swim. Right. I went to. The, I found water near the woods. I was trying to learn how to swim. I think that's definitely from What About Bob. No. Oh, no, God, he had a, he would get so frustrated with me. God would get so frustrated with me and he had to work on his book. He had his book done. He had this big book mm-hmm. that was so important because the news was coming in. God was going to be on the news. God had never been on the news before. And then the family he had this beautiful family. But then all of a sudden, the, the, the more he cared about the family, the more the family started getting this love for the family. He was driving the family apart and he realized that the book wasn't a part of the business. And it wasn't him. Oh no! Oh no! I'm a terrible stage manager. I know I'm you're a not. Terrible stage manager. You're not, Vic. I think you're the best one. You have a few subs, and I don't like them. You're the best one. You're. You got this. You're fine, oh, Vic. No. You're That's fine, Vic. You're fine. Here. Do you? Hey. Do you want? Oh, a Snapple no. Pink Lemonade? Uh-huh. Here you go. Yeah. Snapple Pink Lemonade. Mm. I don't know what that doesn't cure. Okay. I'm going to have a little Snapple. So there's a little Snapple Pink Lemonade. Or a little fun fact on the bottom. Yeah, look at that in the cap. What is it? What's the fun fact? It says you are a terrible stage manager. No, Vic. <laughs> That's not a fun fact at all. That fact's Family, not does it fun. Does it say that? Let me see. It does. Oh, my goodness. It, it says does. you are <laughs> Stage oh, what are the chances of that? No, fact. no. <laughs> it's getting pretty, uh, it's getting pretty dim in here. Well, just like Isaac blessed Jacob, you've blessed us with your questions and queries. It's time for mailbag, everybody. Here we go. Hey, Vic, you ready to answer a question from a twin hiller? Yes, I am. And thank you guys so much for bearing with me right You're there. Doing great. I was a pretty, that was a, probably the second darkest time in my life oh right and i'm sorry i had to put you in that wheelbarrow and um wheel you out to the uh past the retention pond yeah man but you know what's past that retention pond there's this little and you guys are brilliant this this was a brilliant therapy it was just probably the best therapy you've ever had and i've had two therapies but there is a little hot tub back there and i guess it's called hot tub therapy Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, apparently, this you know, you, you get in the hot tub and you can time travel to different. I think um, you're thinking of mm, the hot tub time machine. No, no. I, it was me and my good friends. We hadn't seen each other. We grew up together. Yeah. Maybe just ask the question, Hallie. Dear Twin Hillers, in our weekend services, Steve mentioned the different types of love like Eros and Agape and all that. And it really got me thinking, I don't want to beat myself up, but why do I feel stronger about a Jelly Donut or a Stevie Wonder song than I do about my Agape love for my creator? Sincerely, Jeff B. I can tell this person is suffering. That breaks my heart. Well, um, and I don't want to be too critical but I think sometimes we think that the experience that we are just putting names on the types of love, like arrows for a jelly donut, he's saying he's having more arrows for a jelly donut than he is agape for God. But what you've got to remember is that donut does not love you back. Mm-hmm. And God's love mm-hmm. is infinitely, mm-hmm. unconditionally loving you mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So, And then the third one, filio, I think you've got to be careful of that because if you think about 
the type of love that the Greeks were having, you know, they were all pedophiles. Is that right? So you've just got to be careful when you when you're assigning a type of love to things. You just want to make sure, hey, I'm like, you can have eros for a donut as long as you don't have philia for a donut, because mm-hmm. then you know that's going to lead you into some dangerous mm-hmm. places. And for our listeners, just in case you don't know the Greek or the Hebrew and the original text of the scriptures, eros is sexual love, you know, for the marriage bed. Ophelio is the friendship love. Storge is love of community, and agape is the love of of humans for their creator, the love of God, God's love for us, agape love. And, you know, it's kind of like the way you hear that Eskimos have different names for uh, snowflakes. God has different types of names for love. And I think that, you know what, in the same way God will gift you with faith, maybe God will gift you with a little bit more agape love. So just pray for more of that agape. You got to, you got to, you got to have a, uh, you can't have agape love for donuts, right? You got to have it for God. Right. What's the love for donut Latin? I feel like donuts honestly would fit into Eros, which is sexual love. Eros love. You know, it's like, it's so easy to do Eros love, you know? Cause like, you know, like when I drink milk, I I always go, I like milk, but I never go, I like Louis Pasteur. That's right. You know, what do you mean that. by that? He facilitated milk. I mm-hmm. think he like pastor pasteurization. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I'm, I drink this milk because of Louis Pasteur, mm-hmm. and I don't go. I love Louis Pasteur. Mm-hmm. I say I love this milk, mm. and I think God's like that. I think I think God's like when I have a jelly donut and all, I and mean, I got jelly donut all over my face. I don't have God all over my face. That's right. You know, I'm right. not looking inside my corner corner of my mouth and God out of my mouth. Like, I don't have God in my teeth, so it's easier to you know, mm-hmm. it's easier to go. I like this jelly donut than God. If you forget. Like Mattel makes shoots and ladders. You know, I'm not thinking about Mattel. I'm thinking about shoots and ladders, though. That's right. You I know? think the only time we do have God in our mouth is when we do communion, right? I think that's yeah. And then then you're like, this is good God, or this God been sitting out for a couple of days, you know. But it's like, but you think about God. Then that's when you think about Him. You know. I think that's a great answer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you did have jelly donuts, I don't think you'd love God. I mean, if, think about this. You ever think about this? You ever think about if, like, if God like didn't do anything for anyone, and it's just you, and then God, but there's like no jelly donuts or like oceans or like like anything. It's just you. I don't. I don't know if I love God. I'd be like, you didn't give me anything to do. No. Right. Or if there were no oceans eleven or no oceans twelve. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If there's like like no big franchise movies, you know, I don't I mean? know if I'd be into God. I don't think if there were any big franchise movies, you might not have any outlets for therapy. Do you think all my doctors are just movies I saw? Vic Natterat was played by Nick Vatterat. Check out his podcast, Get Rich Nick, and follow him at Nick Vatterat. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon.